this debate's raging about off-field stuff and whether you should get into a Hall of Fame or not. And then back to the Theo stuff. He shouldn't get in because he's not perfect. Okay, for those that say that, let's shine the light on you. Let's go through your history. Let's go through your browser history and emails. Let's do that, okay? He's fine. He's fine. Oh, he's fine. He's good. He's good. He's good. Uh, anything let's let's but talk my, about you. Anything but my browser history. <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, isn't this something? Look at this. This is what we're dealing with here in the Great White North in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. What a day. Hunker down, everybody. And if you are watching from some sunny uh, tropical locale, be grateful for that. <laughs> but we made it into work today, and I had the vision that I was going to be doing a selfie video on one, and you'd be on one side, and you'd be on the other. Yeah, we could have done that. We could have, but yeah. we made it. In. I almost got stuck twice, and I drive an SUV. Thank you, Capital GMC, for that. I almost got stuck twice. You drive a piddly little. Car. Sedan. I know. And it was just like <laughs> all over. A couple of times oh, I thought I was, because you we, we were talking on the phone, and you're like, okay, you're not that far. You were, you're right in front of me, you know, a couple of blocks. I thought That's about right. pulling over a couple of times when I was about to get stuck. I'm like, oh, Rod will just pick me up on the way by. Didn't come to I would have. Yeah, I if I would have. So, yeah, we got two hours of hot sports talk going on today. I was in the, uh, I was down at the exhibition grounds, if you need to know. I was shooting a video for uh, the government insurance and was chatting with the coach, went by the football stadium, and I'm like, by the armory. There's a lot of stuff in a 110 oh, yeah. acres of land right there. Yeah. And barely made it out alive. What's well, funny? Because I, of the storm. I drove right by the armory, and there was two of the soldiers were there trying oh, to yeah. put the Canadian flag in the window. Today? Yeah. And, and I almost pulled over to give that to Jordan as a scene setter, the army, and they were trying to get it attached, and it's blowing away on them. It was pretty good. It's a two man job. Hey, those guys do more by 8 a.m. That most will do all day. That's right. So, uh, yeah, it's a cold one up here. Well, it's actually not that cold. This is very blustery. John Schmeiser watching on YouTube says, good morning from Kansas City. He says, I watched Habs, Rangers, Flames, Flyers, Elks, Argos, and Mexico, Canada. Had every TV in the house on. <laughs> That's one of my favorite country songs by Trace Adkins. Every light in the house is on. Do you know that one? Yeah, I do. Wow, we I finally did. got one for the kid. I know that one. Trace Atkins. Yeah. Darren Workman watching in Salt Lake City. Lovely sight, Rod. Sunny but below freezing in Salt Lake today. And my cousin Christine. You knew that she was waiting all day to log in and watch this one. Good morning from sunny and no snow. Medicine hat. <laughs> Home of Terry Clark and the gas city. Okay, let's quit farting around. The guests on the program today from Dallas Stars TV, Bally Sports, Texas, Brian Ray, and Canada's foremost NFL insider, Jim Lang. He's coming up in hour two. Now, can you please hit the uh, Quick Six Showhorn director? Another light just went out. Right on. It's like I'm doing an interview on 60 Minutes, but you don't want my identity to be seen. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> right. I'm in witness protection. Yes. <clears throat> what did the government agency do to you? Big hat. My whistleblower, Rod, and uh, a whistleblower. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, I can't get to the comments now. Now it's, it's us time. It's me time. It's me and Moose time. 
You're not going to believe what we have as the number one show topic here. Canada finds itself in uncharted territory in its quest for a berth in the FIFA 2022 Qatar World Cup. Alone in top spot of CONCACAF's final round of qualifying with six games to go. Arriving in Edmonton last week in third place, the Canadians climbed into first in the eight-team table with a pair of victories. A 1-0 win over Costa Rica and then Tuesday's thrilling 2-1 win over world number nine Mexico on a frigid night at Commonwealth Stadium. With four wins and four draws, Canada remains the only unbeaten team in qualifying as it continues its push to its first World Cup appearance since 1986. And the light's back on. Um, look... It's awesome. I saw the guys jumping in the snowbank. Here's my thing last night. I'm flipping back and forth, and you're going to see what I actually did watch. CFL games, NHL games. I'm like, tried half-heartedly to watch the soccer, to find the soccer game, just to say that I did. And I'm like, it's not on any of the TSN channels? <clears throat> Next! Because I had the main event, the Oilers and the Jets to watch. So get out of here with this soccer. I don't care. The historical reference and all that, I'll get on it if they actually make the World Cup. How about that? I get that, you know, you need to yeah. get in from the start of the ride and get on the ride, and that's fine. But I just want to say, uh, here, here's the thing. Canada beats Mexico 2-1 in Edmonton, where it's minus 17 degrees. And from what the highlights look great, I'm not poo-pooing anything. I know it's a very historical thing. But can you imagine those poor Mexicans who, as I understand, didn't get into Edmonton until the day before the game? And I saw the analysts. Do you think they should have came in earlier? Why? To die? <laughs> like, it's like if we had gone as a Canada down to Honduras and played Mexico and lost, it would have probably been, it was too hot. It was too this. It was too that. Here's us beating the crap out of Mexico. Beating them 2-1. And nobody cares that the fact that they almost died, the Mexicans. Right. Think about that, friend. Guys, they got the Canadians are jumping in the snowbank and all that. We don't care about your excuses. That's all that. Nobody cares about Mexico playing out of their element, literally. Nobody cares. What did their coach say afterwards? We played good. You know what I mean? Like, nobody cares about you, Mexico, because we won. Get over it. We had a girl. Her name was Monse at, at WABC Broadcast School in Saskatoon from Mexico. And it was like 20 degrees in the summer. She had her jacket right. on. She's bundled up. So you can only imagine what they were, those poor Mexicans were thinking during that game last night. But it was such a cool moment. Um, That's all true. Very, very cool moment. Um, and that, the, the neat thing for me when I look at it, and this is my understanding, right? They, they reward wins. Draws are so common. Right, I think it's one point for a draw and three points for a win. They really reward wins. And that's how Canada's been able to get to number one because they have zero losses. Zero, which yeah. is incredible. They haven't lost a game. Um, and they've been able to win. They haven't just been going through with draws every game. So that's cool. They don't play now until the end of January, the next leg of this thing where they'll play a couple of games, I think on the 26th and 29th. But it is, uh, it's cool. I'm into it. I've been watching it now. But I, but I kind of bought in to the short hey, story. It's all cool. It's cool. Ice Tekka, that's cool. You know, the yeah. Azteca, Ice Tekka. I get all that. I'm trying to find a quote from the Canadian, uh, the Mexican coach. Because John Herdman, Canada's coach, we're hearing everything what he's got to say. I want to know what the Mexican coach had to say. Like, get us the hell out of here. Yeah. When they thought him out.
<laughs> so I just say nobody cares about your excuse. They needed one of those little uh, lift and, and uh, pulleys, right, that you haul the fridge around with <laughs> to get them to the podium for the post-conference. Nowhere have they interviewed the Mexican coach. Because nobody, nobody cares, right? I just love it. I'd like to know what he had to say yeah. about this game. Anyways, that's a lot of point on uh, a lot of time on point one. Way to go, Canada. Keep it rolling. Point two, rookie Taylor Cornelius ran for a touchdown as the Edmonton Elks snapped an eight-game losing streak with a 13-7 win over the Toronto Argonauts on Tuesday night. Cornelius drove Edmonton 29 yards on seven plays, setting up Sean White's 35-yard field goal at 11.57 of the fourth to put the visitors ahead 13-7, and they would not relinquish that lead. The former Oklahoma State star claimed his first CFL win in his seventh career start for the Elks, who are now 3-10, coming off that loss at Saskatchewan on Saturday. Now, I watched that game, and forgive me for saying, I thought it was decent. For a 13-7 game, like you, I appreciate defensive football. I appreciate defensive hockey. I don't mind a 1-0 game. It wasn't a sloppy game. Just because there was a lack of scoring doesn't mean it was a bad game. I didn't see a lot of drop passes. I didn't see a lot of missed tackles. And I thought Edmonton played their asses off. Because there were analysts in this game in this league last week of the CFL said Edmonton's probably got their bags packed. They're going to miss the playoffs. They're already out. They're going to play three games in seven days. They're not going to care. And they didn't. So you're probably a little surprised that I'm not sitting here mocking the Edmonton Elks today. Hashtag fear the deer. They went into Edmonton and played their ass off. And I know some of them. Derek Moncrief, who's been in this studio, the former LA Ram. Kreef, you know he was going to give us all and he did they all did so kudos to the Edmonton for being professionals their coach for putting together a game plan and Toronto they wanted to win they wanted to win they wanted to finish the season unbeaten at home they just wanted to win a game I thought the game was decent yeah I don't know how much of it you watched. no it was and you know Edmonton had a couple of drives that got down you know near the red zone and ended without points because Toronto defensive backs made really good plays on the football. A couple turnovers down there. Yep. So they knocked at the door a few times to add even more points. And if it wasn't for a couple interceptions, this score might have been even more in favor of the Elks. So, you know, these, these throwaway games that don't mean anything, they don't catch our attention. They don't catch the headlines. They're not going to draw big viewership. But there were some plays last night. It was a pretty good football game. Moving on, because we got a lot of important things to get to. We have more CFL talk later in segment two. We're going to play deal or no deal. Today's poll question is, which is Canada's game of the week? So we've got a lot to get to. We'll save that for a block, too, because we've got a lot of things to cram into the warm-up here for our friends at E. Cole Electric. And I adorn my desk with their mug every single day right here. E. Cole Electric, come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. I might add Moose DuPont that it's 11-11. Of course it is. Yes, the opportunity portal is opening. Ah, In there. Let's go. To the National Hockey League, Trevor Zegras scored his second goal in overtime to extend the Anaheim Ducks' winning streak to eight and notch the 1,000th franchise win with a 3-2 victory over the Washington Capitals. On Tuesday night, Ryan Getzlaff of the famous Getzlaff family reached 
1,000 career points, and Troy Terry extended his point streak to 15 games for the Ducks, who remain unbeaten in the month of November. Who was pumping the Ducks' tires? And who was getting soundly flogged? I know. This guy. I know. Hot take. (laughs) Anyways, so I put on Twitter this morning, is Ryan Getzleff the most, the best Regina-born athlete of all time? Thousand points, Stanley Cup, Olympic gold, world junior gold on the greatest world junior team ever. What a reaction that was. So uh, for the viewers across the land, apologize for the hyper-local turn that we're about to take here. But come on. Here in the sweatpants capital, we've had some athletes. And to be honest with you, Benny Hebert, you know Meat yeah. from Team Cooey out there in Calgary. He liked my tweet about Getzlaff being the best ever Regina-born athlete. I'm like, oh, yeah, Meat's upset that I didn't mention him. He's a great athlete. He's an Olympic gold medalist, Benny. But so is Getz. And you're a curler. Come on! <laughs> ben Hebert's not going out and scoring a thousand points with an NHL team, but if you train Gets left to throw curling rocks, I I think he'd be pretty good at it. And then John Ryan, Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks. We've had a lot of great athletes come through here. Mike Sillinger's been over a thousand games in the NHL. Yeah. But he never won a Stanley Cup. Like uh folks, winning counts for something. And Chris Kunitz Or at least it used to. I don't know if it still matters anymore. Yeah, of course. Chris Kunitz has won four Stanley Cups. He's from here. He's in the conversation. And we've had these discussions before. Who's the greatest all-time athlete? We could throw Chris Getzlaff in there. He won a couple of great cups. He was a top Canadian in the 2013 Great Cup. So forget about who's the greatest athlete from the Queen City. Because I'm going to say it's Ryan Getzlaff. But what John Ryan has accomplished is nothing short of miraculous to come out of Regina Minor football and win a Super Bowl. The sucky thing about that is here, he's just John. Right. (laughs) You see him walking down Victoria Avenue. Hey, JR. Yeah, that's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, so what? I went to high school with him at Sheldon. He's still just John. Just, Just John. Yeah. So... What I'm asking the viewers, what I'm asking you people, who's the most famous athlete from your town or city? That should keep you busy for a while. Yeah. You can write us on the text line, 902-518-3033. Text us on there. And we got some gooders coming in already uh, from overnight. I got hung up on the first NHL result of the night. (laughs) And I still have my top five, bottom five coming up for the NHL too because it is Wednesday. But in other games, Sebastian Ajo had a goal and an assist and Carolina beat Las Vegas 4-2 in the fortress last night. It's not a big deal, okay? It's the Carolina Hurricanes. No need to be that worried in Las Vegas yet. Cam... Atkinson scored just 45 seconds into overtime and caught a hot, made 33 saves to lift Philadelphia over Calgary 2-1. Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Mark Shifley scored in the second period of Winnipeg's 5-2 win over the Oilers. Adam Lowry and Kyle Connor also scored, and Connor Hellebuck made 
32 sh- uh, stop 32 shots as Winnipeg finished five one and one on their homestand. NHL leading scorer Neon Leon Dreisaitl had a pair of power play goals in the third for Edmonton. Miko Koskinen stopped 22 of the 26 shots he faced and then was pulled for Stuart Skinner. And it says here the orders won't go anywhere with this goaltending. Timo Meyer had a goal and a helper to keep up his strong start to the season in San Jose's 4-1 win over Mini. Barrett Hayton scored twice. Scott Wedgwood made 33 saves. And the Arizona Coyotes got a rare road win by beating St. Louis 3-2. Bob stopped 27 shots. And Florida overcame the loss of center Sasha Barkov to remain unbeaten at home, routing the Islanders 6-1. Bob is Sergei Brabovsky, for those that don't know. Just a couple more to go here. Watson, Saskatchewan's Dustin Tokarski stopped a career-high 45 shots as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh 2-1. Break up the Sabres. Jack Campbell made 24 saves to register his third shutout of the season, and Toronto defeated Nashville 3-0. Austin Matthews, David Kampf, and Mitch Marner also scored. Chris Kreider had another goal. Capococco scored for the second straight game, and the Rangers beat Montreal 3-2 for their fourth straight win. And in Dallas... Jason Robertson scored twice, and Jake Ottinger made 28 saves as Dallas beat Detroit 4-2. We're going to be going to Dallas later. Brian Ray will join us from Bally Sports Southwest. This has been the warm-up. We've got plenty more to get to, though. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.